Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of We Believe to You, a paranormal podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Eric. And today's episode is a story of high strangeness. Yeah, we, we got some uh, a listener story. Granted, <laughs> it's our father, but he is but a still, listener. Yeah, so, and it was perfect timing too for the stories of high strangeness, so I'm excited. Yeah, but before we jump into the stories of high strangeness, I have a question for you, Michelle. Yes, I maybe have an answer. Have you heard? No, you'll have an answer. It's it's a so yeah, it's like a it's an opinion, I guess, or not really oh, an opinion, but what have you heard? But like, uh, so you know how there's that legend in San Antonio of the you know the train tracks that when you park your car, the kids push yeah. the, tr- the the car. Okay, so what's your take on it? Have you, what have you heard about the train tracks? Like the story or like a debunked, like what's yeah, going on? Kind of about thing. debunked or if it's been debunked. proven. I feel like I watched like a show or maybe like a news thing where they did it. And I, apparently they had come to the conclusion that it was like an optical illusion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And there's like a downward slope or something. But I, I feel like it's not even just, I mean, I know I've heard about it in San Antonio, but there's so many cities that have... Yeah, it's I think urban legend. Yeah, basically. I think there's one in Utah also or something. Yeah, so I'm like, are those all optical illusions or like, you know, what's actually going on? But uh, I'm not sure. That's that's the only thing I've heard. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I've also heard, and I think the show. I mean, unless you saw another show, but the show that I saw it on was actually Ghost Adventures, where they uh, actually maybe. debunk the. Oh, okay. Really? It. Yeah, no, they went to San Antonio. Yeah, they went to San Antonio. And, um, well, okay. So the reason I'm, I'm asking or you, I'm bringing this up is because, um, it goes back to the whole skeptic, like stuff like, and stuff like that. Like I, I feel sometimes, I sometimes feel like a hypocrite when, when somebody posts something or somebody like, or there's something on, on like a, a page or whatever. And, and somebody says something like, Oh, look, this is this. And then I'm like, no, actually, you know, it's not. And like, yeah. Then if they know me and they know that I'm into the paranormal or that I have a paranormal podcast, then I feel like they, they might be like, well, dude, you have a paranormal podcast. Why would you like, you know, why don't you believe in it? And it's like, well, the thing is, like, I believe in things that like because it's it's I guess to somebody it would sound dumb saying like, well, I don't believe it because, you know, you know, it, it's not real or I believe in science. But I believe in science in the sense that like because I I like what the guys do like paranormal investigators i believe there is a science to it you know like there's mm-hmm. the, yeah. you're, you're trying to gather information to prove something is there you know what i mean mm-hmm. and when there is evidence like disproving something then it's hard for me to continue to believe that that's what's you know going on yeah. so i know we've heard this story since we were kids and for anybody who isn't from san antonio texas or, or texas um, I mean, I'm sure you may have heard something or you might have a, a similar legend or whatever in your area or, or in your state or whatever, or in your part of the world. Um, but so the legend is that this the uh, a bus got stuck on, on a set of train tracks and they couldn't get the, the, the bus off the tracks and there was a train coming. I also kind of feel like or you know this was a long yeah i was well but then i'm thinking too like this was a long time ago too 
So I don't know how long, you know, laws have been in place where the trains like pass slower through these kinds of areas. Mm. Um, so maybe back then it wasn't like, you yeah. know, they just sped through or whatever. So maybe they didn't have time. But I feel like if you got stuck on, on the tracks like that, you you would as a bus driver, you'd be like, everybody get the fuck off the bus because yeah. it's not yeah. safe. Yeah. But so the legend goes that this bus got stuck on the tracks. A uh, train came, hit the bus, killed like a bunch of kids, the bus driver and everything. So now when people go to these said tracks, park their car um, on the tracks, throw baby powder uh, on the back of the, the bumper or whatever, get back in their car, put the car in neutral and, uh, you know, let go of the brake the car will start to roll off the train tracks. And it's su- supposedly it's the children like pushing, um, pushing the car off the tracks. So then you get out of your car, you know, put it in park, get out of the car and go to the back. And you can supposedly see handprints on uh, in the, in the baby powder. Um, so the reason I bring this up is because uh, somebody, um, posted something on Facebook about that story. And then somebody, some chick commented that um, this isn't, this is from Utah and it was a newspaper called the San Antonio or something like that. And Mm -hmm. that it's like basically saying that it wasn't true. Uh And then somebody that I know like commented like something along the lines of, uh, hold on, something along the lines of like, yes, it is true type of thing. Like, getting all or no she called up that person that said that a liar and yeah she was like uh she goes that's a lie because the chick said no it it didn't happen in san antonio uh that and that it is true that the car moves but that it's because of the street that's what the person originally the original commenter on that post was and then Mm -hmm. the person that i know went on there and said um that's a lie. And and I was kind of like, okay. So then that other person said, uh, it happened in Utah. The papers, the, the newspaper's name was the San Antonio. And then I commented to the person that I know, I was like, actually, uh, the, the whole thing in San Antonio has been like debunked. It's been uh, disproven or whatever. And the handprints that are on the back are actually your handprints. And then... Mm-hmm. She tells me, she goes, and then I, I, I inserted a, the clip of the, the Ghost Adventures episode where they're mm. doing the whole experiment and yeah. everything. And then she goes, well, I went and honestly, it is real. And she goes, and the, so are the, uh, so are the handprints. And I'm like, um, all right, well, next time you go. Well, I basically told her like, so the thing, the, the thing in the Ghost Adventures thing was they do they go to the place they do it and they're like holy shit like you know it actually happens but they're like but wait Mm -hmm. so one of the guys um aaron right he's the bald guy right he's the one that always gets put in okay well i think it's aaron okay um i think it was aaron that says something along the lines of like what if it's the hand like our handprints like when you're you mm. know when you go to close your trunk yeah. or open your trunk or whatever like you put yeah. your hands on that on that part and that's supposedly Makes where sense. you find yeah. you know the handprints hand these handprints so they end up like wiping everything off they like spray it with windex like completely clean the you know the whole space 
Mm-hmm. And so, oh, so what they said is the reason why the handprints don't show up initially is because you're spraying it. And then once you let the, the, the powder set, like sit, then like the, the oils start to kind of absorb. And that's when the, the, the prints start to show up. And mm. so they wipe everything down, like completely, they clean it with Windex and everything. And they put the powder on again, they repark and the car still moves. But when they go back out and check, there's no more handprints. Mm. And yeah. So then they get surveyors to go and check it out. And then, like you said, they say, oh, it's an optical. It's like you said, it's an optical illusion. I don't know if those are their exact words, but they say it looks like it's an incline, but it's actually the like when they did the survey, it's actually on a decline. So Mm. that's why your car moves forward, because it's actually going down, not up, even though it looks like it's going up. So I basically told her next time you go, wipe your shit down. Uh you know, then put the baby powder on. Uh, and I told her about, you know, that in that same episode, they end up like doing the whole, they got a surveyor and stuff like that. And then she didn't respond anymore, but it's like, that's the kind of stuff that I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking out of my ass. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, just because you experienced it doesn't mean that it's real. You know what I mean? If you did experiments to try to disprove it and it still happens, then okay, maybe there's something there. But if multiple people have already gone and debunked it, then it's kind of like, well, I, you know, sorry to burst your bubble. Yeah. And, and just to clarify or not clarify, but kind of, I guess, clarify something you just said about the, just because you experienced it doesn't mean it's real. Like, okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, like, well, you know where I'm going with it, right? It's just, I like, I know what you meant, but I just want, then my brain's secondary went yeah. there. Like, people might think, and this is just my so- social anxiety-ridden brain where I, like, replay everything that I just said in my head and mm-hmm. wondered if someone took it wrong. So, yeah. sorry, that was on me. But no, like, I know what you meant, and I just hope that, like, I just want to clarify for the listeners, like, you know, what you meant, you know, it we have seen things it's like it like it happened but in this case it has literally been debunked over and over and over again yeah Yeah. so like yeah just because you think you experienced that in particular but like this has obviously has has been debunked kind of thing so yeah and yes thank you for the clarification that is i mean because again like she said we've had experiences nobody was there to to see them so yes we're the ones saying it and and what i meant to say was Yes, she experienced it. I but at this point, like that's been debunked so many times, it's it's hard to say that that experience was, it, it you know, genuine. The children or whatever pushing it. Yeah. Now, if she actually saw children pushing her car that weren't there, or if she got an yeah. EVP or had some sort of evidence like that, then okay, then maybe there is For actually sure. something going on, and and that just so happens to line up with these other things that that would like disprove it but if you actually had evidence like that then that's different but in this case yeah. like again i i yeah that it was wrong for me to say that if you weren't you know if you experienced something you know it wasn't wrong of you to say it. i like i said it, it you you meant what you said in the sense that like that's the only way to say what you meant yeah. <laughs> but it could be also misconstrued as something else and i just wanted everyone to be clear that we're not yeah yeah and, and also, I guess, listening to everything, like, it, I, like with context, it's different, I guess. Taking yeah. out of context, it could be taken sure. a different way. But yeah, yeah. yeah um, in this case, like I said, I just, 
I felt like because I'm the type of person that I hate for misinformation to be spread, yeah, and stuff for like sure. that. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I know, like, if I know the answer to something, and I see somebody, like, especially somebody that I know, like, I'll try and be like, "Hey, look, you know what? Uh, this is actually not correct." Uh, but you know, just give them give them information and back it you up, know, yeah, yeah, and back it up with 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 proof, yeah, you know, uh, not just again talk out of my ass and, and say things that aren't true and both be spreading misinformation, yeah. Um, you know, I, if she took it wrong, then if she is listening, I apologize if you took it wrong. I just, you know, want you to understand, you know, that I, and it doesn't hurt anybody. I, I saw that and I was kind of like, yeah, let me try and correct this because she's also put out some other misinformation about other things. And I've tried to, like, let Not her know. Anything. But, yeah, no, I definitely say something. But it's just. Yeah. You know, I guess at some point you just got to stop trying to help people because they're they're not going to. But I feel like this is something that I'm, I I enjoy. And, and that's the kind of misinformation that we've talked about before. Like people keep spreading this stuff. And then, you know, even though it's been debunked, that's why that's why a lot of people too. like I was listening to Hassan uh, Piker mm-hmm. the other day yeah. and he was talking. They were talking about an incident that happened in, in the United States and they were talking about how different communities not or, or kind of are more to blame than other things and he mentioned the paranormal community and i was like whoa dude like we're not all like you know mm-hmm. yeah out there but you know i don't know it's it's but and and that's the kind of stuff that like if i see something like that or you know i do try and like hey you know what uh this has actually been debunked like it, it yeah it's probably not true you know uh rational yeah. And and the thing is too, like I don't know if people go there often, uh, and like block you know, I I mean I don't think they'd be blocking traffic or anything, but um it's just if people are don't doing that do kind that. of shit, don't do that. Like <laughs> Yeah. It's it's not cool. It's like people going to the 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 conjuring house and, and like yeah. trying to do shit out there. It's like it's not cool, Dick. It's just don't yeah. do it. For sure. Try and get permission if you want to go do shit like that you know definitely yeah get the cops called or worse since we're in texas just get shot get shot yeah (laughs) that's not even a joke yeah no 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 no, just straight up zero to a hundred real quick yeah so uh yeah this this story caught my eye for for a few reasons but um i guess i'll just call them out as i say it or as i read it out because i'm gonna ruin it if i do um, but but this song is from uh, Front Cantaloupe 462, and it's titled My Heritage. And so it goes like this. It says, so this dates back to my first grade year of elementary. I went to school in Brownsville, Texas. A battlefield oh, for shit. war. <laughs> Dude, okay, so just that first sentence alone, I was like, did you go to Burns Elementary and were you there on that night that we had the blackout and both my brother and I saw something in the restrooms? And I thought that's where this was going because there's like a mention of a restroom. But uh, that's not. Yeah. But I got all like excited. I was like, what? And then I'll you say, should oh, totally I'm go back like to it. the Reddit and like see. If you c- can you message on Reddit? Like you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You can comment and, be and like, then, like DM. Hey, I got a podcast. You got more stories. You want to come on our yeah, podcast? Right? For sure. I need to. Maybe I will. We'll see. Uh, Okay, so 
uh, yeah, went to school in Brownsville, uh, a battlefield for, for a war. Um, anyways, I was in class and my teacher had gone around the class to uh, hear us read one by one. I was a bigger kid, so I sat in the back corner. I can see who enters and leaves the class. I read my paragraph and she says, good job. I look to my left and I see a lady in a pink dress and she was white, like as in ethnicity. Sorry, mm. not. Um, yeah, I gasped and got pale. They called my mom to pick me up and my mom took me to my great grandmother's house who came from, you said this the other day, San Luis Potosí, San Luis Potosí, Potosí, Potosí. San Luis Potosí, Mexico. Uh, she was a curandera. She was talking to me, telling me not to be scared that, that they know I can see them and want to help that we have a don or some type of spirit for our family. Do you know, do you know anything about that? D-O-N? Don it, yeah. It's a gift actually is like the literal translation. It's a don is a gift. Hmm. Que tienes so un don like, is like, you have a gift. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't really pay mind to that because I only had some experiences with sleep paralysis and hearing buzzing sounds in that state or getting out of uh, bed and waking up, then instantly falling back to sleep again. But nothing beats this one experience. I was, <laughs> so that was like, I guess his first experience into the paranormal was seeing a, a white lady in a pink dress in the corner of his bedroom. Bedroom or but, classroom? Classroom, sorry, classroom. classroom. Oh, okay. So this one uh, is his next experience that he had, I guess, with, with the spirit. And he says, nothing beats this one experience. I was on shrooms, in parentheses, I do them a lot. <laughs> uh, he says, for spiritual purposes and for healing. Actually, sorry, super duper quick side note. Have you read the book or heard of the book, How to Change Your I don't Mind? Read. Okay. So now there is like a Netflix like docu series kind of sort of thing where it's basically that book how to change your mind but in like it's like 4 to 6 episodes I think 6 episodes or something like that. Uh but it breaks down the book basically um oh, okay. and it's just about how like psychedelics and and like shrooms or like LSD and stuff were actually doing some pretty good things for people with like PTSD and anxiety and depression. Obviously mm -hmm. like in a professional setting kind of thing. And then they were made like with weed. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and so then they were made like illegal and stuff. And then there is that like war on drugs. Um, Just because, say no. Yeah. Like all that, it kind of started. And, and that's when like all this stuff became bad and granted, like, don't get me wrong. And they say it in the documentary too, like obviously done in excess or, or done with like mixed with something else or whatever, like that'll, obviously fuck with you so don't do that but uh, it's actually really 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 interesting and kind of i was like okay cool ayahuasca Hopefully. yeah without well, it was uh they're talking about how like they made it illegal and like native americans and stuff in particular like how are, like you this is part of my religion and sacred to me and like my you know my people how are you going to make a plant that came from earth illegal you know it's not it's not like a substance that's made in a lab or like whatever like literally mother earth is like giving it to us kind of thing but mm -hmm. anyway it's it's all a very interesting um like docu-series documentary i don't know it's not a documentary 
but how to change your mind. This is the name of the book slash TV show. All that to say he was on shrooms uh, for spiritual purposes and healing. So it's my girl's first trip and we're at her house. We had an amazing trip, but that's a different story. I think one that I probably don't want to hear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but on the come down, we were in, her, in, no I guess her, intended. right. But on the come down, we were in her room. My first time there in her house. And she says, you know what? There's a ghost here. I had told she her. Said? The story. She said, holy shit. You know, there's a ghost here. I said, not, I said, you know what? But she said, you know, there's a ghost here. I had told her the story about my elementary and my grandma. So I said, jokingly, let me test this out. Now, what ha- happens next? Mind fucked me. So I say, okay, ghost. My grandma said, I have a power. I want to test this out. If you can talk to me, please give me a sign. Her TV turned on. Now she uses her phone to turn it on and off. So I'm like, whoa. But I say, that's just a coincidence. Then I was like, I need a bigger sign. And it started turning off and on and off and on and off and on. And this point, I'm convinced, but not enough. I think I probably would have been convinced of the first, like, turning on of the TV. <laughs> but Only if she would have, let like, put the phone somewhere. Like away from her kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Then I would have been suspicious. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Well, he still needed a bigger sign. Well, I feel like after the second one, I for sure would have been like, okay, yeah, there's a ghost. Um, And so at this point, I'm convinced, but not enough. My girl is freaking out. So I ask if it's a girl or a boy. Now, my girl has a fire stick and it slides off of Hulu or Netflix. So this thing made the TV go white. And then static, and then popped up a pic of a lady. I freaked out, uh, but I respected it. Yeah. The I wonder if it looked like the lady that he saw in it. Okay, well, let me keep reading. <laughs> I said, You're able to go rest and be where you need to be. Thank you. While my girl turned off the TV, me and her freaked out. I felt some type of like energy around my body. It felt, I felt weird. It was a cold, weird feeling, almost static like. Then we let time pass and started smoking a joint. (laughs) (laughs) A cop passes by and my girl asked if they can come into her house. I replied with, no, nobody can mess with us in here. And my phone, which was on the counter, started playing music. Nope. Uh, It didn't go wherever it needed to be, apparently. I looked at my girl and me and her freaked. I asked, are you still here? Give me a sign. And the TV turned on instantly and my music changed. I was super convinced. <laughs> what does that mean? That's what he ends with. <laughs> it uh, means that apparently, I guess you name. do have a gift. Yeah. So yeah, he's from Brownsville. That's pretty crazy. I definitely think we should try and uh, see if he's had any other experiences since, since, because, you know, since we are uh, from Brownsville, well, I'm still yes, here, yes. but that'd be dope. That would be. Do you have a story for me? Yeah, I got lots of stories. This one, this one's kind of crazy, dude. Not gonna lie. This is this is part of the reason why. Well, I mean, I've never done an Airbnb, but after listening to this story, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do Airbnbs. Mm, okay, go. I'll tell you a story <laughs> after. That's already a note what? for me. <laughs> uh, so this is from the subreddit Paranormal Encounters, and this is from 
user or redditor no gray area the title is i am no longer a skeptic my wife and i stayed stayed at an airbnb that was a house built in 1901 in an old mining town in arizona the experiences we had made us leave a day early at 3 a 3 30 a.m long ass fucking title yeah <laughs> and it and it also kind of spoiler of, alert well yeah but um there's also like a little bit of history that I feel is kind of important, so I am going to read it as well. So it starts. The town is called Bisbee, Arizona. It's a small town tucked into a mountainous into into the mountains near the Mexican border less than 20 miles away from the famed town of Tombstone. I'll give you a brief history, but if you ever want to fall down an internet rabbit hole, the town's full history is pretty fascinating. Copper and other valuable minerals were discovered there in 1877. There's a water, it's a sparkling water here, or like a mineral water Mm -hmm. at HB that's uh, called 1877. Fun fact. And a mining camp sprung up. The population swelled significantly over the next couple decades. And at one point, the population was bigger than San Francisco. The problem was that they crammed this population into what is effectively a canyon. The town is literally built into the sides of the canyon with front door steps leading to your neighbor's roof in the lot below. With the population surge came crime, disease, sanitation issues, etc. Not to mention the toxic fumes and smoke that came uh, that came with the mining operations. People were making money hand over fist while living in absolute squalor and misery for quite some time. They mined there continuously until 1974 and dug one of the largest open pit mines in America. When the copper ran out, the mining company up and left and basically sold the whole town back to the townspeople. And they turned it into a fun artsy hippie party town. Some world renowned artists lived, lived there, including the comedian, Doug Stanhope. This year was the third year in a row in a third year in a row. My wife and I had come down, had gone down there for the 4th of July. The trip has become sort of a tradition. This year, we stayed at an Airbnb that was a house built in 1901. It was actually one of the first houses built on the main street throughout the town, or through the town. I'd like to preface that overall, I've always been a skeptic when it comes to the paranormal. I've always found it entertaining, but felt that ultimately it was probably bullshit. My wife also felt the same way. It would take a very concrete experience for me to fully believe. Well, let me tell you about an experience over the past couple of days and nights that changed my outlook quite a bit. So the first evening we were there, we were just kind of milling about deciding what we were going to do for the evening. It was I was in the kitchen and I distinctly heard footsteps on the hardwood floors. I, absol- I absolutely thought my wife was walking up behind me and even felt the presence of someone there. I turned around and there was no one there and she was laying in my bed on her phone. She chalked it up to leftover thunder from a storm that had just passed, or maybe old plumbing. Later that night, when we were getting into bed, we were plugging our phones in and testing out light switches and such. I switched my light on, and and we both heard a weird scratching sound on slash in the wall. I even jokingly said, damn, I hope that's not wires arcing in the walls or something. It definitely wasn't wires arcing, as I am familiar with that sound but the sound was definitely along the same lines. The next morning at breakfast, my wife mentions that she had trouble sleeping because of a very vivid and intense nightmare that took place Mm -hmm. in the house. 
she said that they were those types of dreams where you're when you're not sure if you're awake or asleep. It was enough to visibly shake her, and she's not an easily shaken woman. The next night rolls around, last night, and we got to bed around 10 p.m. or so. I drifted off to sleep for what felt like maybe 30 minutes or so before I was woken up by multiple itching slash ticklish feelings all over my body. At first, I chalked it up to my, my sensitive skin against sheets I'm not used to. I've had that happen before, but this time it was different. Every time I would scratch the spot where I had the feeling, it would instantly move to another part of, another part of my body. It felt like someone was intentionally trying to aggravate me. I also had slept in the same bed a few times before this with no issues. Dealing with this made me toss and turn for a couple of hours until I finally had it and got up to find my wife awake as well. I think what he meant was he, it wasn't the first night, so he had already been in the bed a couple of times, so yeah. it shouldn't have been an issue for him. Yeah. Because I was like, wait, you've been there before? I thought this was your first <laughs> time, but then I realized what he was, what he meant. And Try if you got it. that on the first try, then you're smarter than me. She was having the same nightmare as the night before and couldn't sleep. She also had a deep uneasiness about the mirrors hung around the house. Now that we were awake, she went out on the porch to smoke a, to have a smoke. I stayed in bed scrolling through my phone, and, and while I was doing this, I saw a person walk across the foot of my bed out of the corner of my eye. I also felt the presence of someone walking in. The airflow from the AC even changed slightly. It was vivid enough that I 110% thought I was that it was my wife walking in uh walking in and my stomach sank like a rock when I realized that she was still out on the porch. I thought it might have been a glare from my phone, but I tried every which way to recreate it and was unable to. Both of us being unable to sleep, we started talking about stuff. Now mind you, we rarely if ever argue or fight and we definitely we don't get angry and things don't get heated especially over topics like this, like the ones we were discussing. As the conversation went on, this weird negative energy started to develop and the conversation started turning south. We both kind of snapped out of it, thought about the events leading up to this and decided to pack up and nope the fuck out of there. As we were leaving, my wife went back in and grabbed one, one last thing and heard multiple footsteps around her and had the distinct feeling she was being chased out. We drove to Tucson in the dead of night, and we were both still sitting here in a state of shock about what we experienced. And then some people, somebody said something about bed bugs, and that was the itching that he was feeling and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know. I feel like you would have probably felt it after the first night. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, okay, well, that solves like that one issue, let's say. But mm -hmm. what about everything else that they experienced, you know? Yeah. I've, I definitely know that, not that feeling, but like seeing something out of the corner of your eye and, and like, you know, it's a person, but there shouldn't be another person in there. Mm -hmm. That's creepy. No, there, there is, I, I think, well, I think we've been fortunate in the Airbnbs that we've stayed at, but I will say there is this one time when we went to New Orleans where like a friend was like, oh, uh, I know like so-and-so's. But uh, dad has a house there and like you could stay that stay there like they don't live there blah 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 and we're like perfect and then carlos and i show up at the house and there are in fact people there and living there and um it was very awkward because we had essentially roommates and i mean they're like old like 70 80 year old people like grandpa grandma kind of situation and they weren't supposed to be there and they were but 
I don't know if it was their house per se or if it's just honestly New Orleans in general is just spooky and I'm pretty sure every inch of that city is haunted by something. Um, but sleeping sleeping there in that house, I mean, and that house is old as fuck too. Um, you knew that you were not alone. And there was like a few times where I would wake up in the middle of the night and I was like, I can't open my eyes because I know something is like standing over me right now. <laughs> and then to, like so scary that I woke up in the middle of the night needing to pee. And I was like, Carlos, come with me to the restroom because I am either going to pee this bed or you're going to walk me to the restroom like a child right now. Like that's how scary it was. It's crazy. Wow. But okay. So, so those old people were there. Like they were, they were there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Like and we, did they like te- talk we should to you have guys. Had- yeah yeah i mean but it was weird because like one night we like come in late from like a night out you know in new orleans and we have to like use the side where we're using the side door to get to like our room but we have to go through like a den essentially and we asked so one night we like we're coming back in and and you know trying to be all quiet and like the old man's just sitting on his his couch like watching and his recliner like watching tv in his den or like in his don't mind us good night (laughs) no I mean, basically, like, you know, nightgown kind of stuff. Wait, but so but you said that they weren't supposed to be there? They weren't supposed to be there. We were just, like, supposed to have the house, like, to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a big house, but... And, like, I mean, they're, don't get me wrong. They were super sweet, kind, like, people. I, I, I love them, like, you know. But it was... And they even laid out beads for us. And, like, take as many as you want so you can toss them and whatnot. But... But it was just awkward because it's like, you aren't supposed to be here. We don't know each other. Uh, and now we like come in at like one o'clock in the morning for a night out and like you're sitting there like, sorry, Dude, it's funny. <laughs> imagine if they had cameras in the house, right? And you guys thought that those people were actually there. And then when you go and you tell the like Airbnb people, hey, um, like it's not no problem. But, you know, there was a, an old couple there. And they're like, uh, yeah, no, that's not, there's no, nobody was there. They're like, yeah, there was definitely people there. And they're like, no, we have cameras. There's literally nobody in the house. That'd be super fucked up. That'd be fucked up. That's a good movie. <laughs> or it's like those, uh, have you ever watched a show? What is it like? One sentence horror stories? No. No, it's pretty creepy. Um, so it'll be like this whole like creepy episode of just something spooky and weird. And then mm-hmm. at the very end, it tells you what the, like the I think it's like one sentence or like, I don't know, three word horror. movie. I'm pretty sure it's like one sentence horror movies or something. Yeah. And it's like one sentence. And it's just like the creepiest fucking sentence. And they make a whole like show out of it mm-hmm. or episode out of it. But um, that would be a good one. It's like there is nobody in that house. What are you talking about? No, RIP, the man did actually pass away, like, yesterday, Uh, so, um, but, I mean, that's what I'm saying, like, they were kind, sweet, like, they, you know, made us breakfast and everything, and, like, okay, do you have everything you need, like, when we're gonna leave and stuff, and, so, again, super sweet, like, kind, but it was just weird, like, (laughs) okay, gotta be quiet, because there's other people here, and, like I said, coming in, I mean, granted, we weren't, like, wasted or anything, but, like, we had been out drinking, and, and we weren't loud, but still we're like, okay, like, let's go. And like, 
oh shit like he was like okay and we had to walk like in between him and his tv in order to get to the door so it's just yeah it was it was awkward it was and carlos is like never again i'm like yes yes i agree never again but was it not the best story to tell now (laughs) and he's like just no no yeah he's like i could do without it no that that trip was hilarious just all the way through but that's awesome it's fun so it technically wasn't an airbnb but um but it was still spooky but also just crazy ass story to tell now (laughs) yeah so i the the reason that i picked this next one is the uh the title kind of caught my eye because i was like hmm i wonder what the answer to that question is so what the person that wrote this one is tea in the afternoon altogether (laughs) one word tea in the afternoon the title is Can a House Be Haunted by an Event That's Not Yet Happened? Intriguing, right? Intriguing. Okay. Caught my eye. Uh, so it says Back in the late 70s, my family moved into a new building house on an estate in South England. I was about seven or eight at the time, and I hated that house. I would have terrible nightmares of trying to run down the stairs and my body being lifted into the air and floated back, floating back up. I would catch glimpses or hear voices of children in the house. I remember one time opening this cupboard under the stairs where the prepay electric meter was. We had to put in coins to keep the electric running. That's crazy. I didn't know that was a thing. Right? Yeah. Should have just had Harry Potter live under there and give him coins to do. There you go. It was an early evening, and when I opened the door, I yelled because I thought there was a boy standing there. It lasted a split second, but I was terrified whenever after that my mom would ask me to top the meter. Uh, My dad was always working away and my mom had to be at work. So occasionally, although I was young, I would be in the house alone. I couldn't bear it and used to sit in the little back garden until she got home. I told my mom about the quote unquote ghosts in the house And she kind of reassured me that the house was new, so there wouldn't be any ghosts. Although looking back now, I think she was uncomfortable there herself. There was one night we were home, just the two of us, and there were footsteps that ran across the floor above us, like children running around. Not heavy footsteps, but fast, backwards and forwards between rooms. I remember clearly grabbing a knife from the kitchen and handing it, and and handing and her handing me a rolling pin. She opened the front door and told me to <laughs> she opened the door and told me to run if she shouted as she went up to investigate. She came down a few minutes later crying and said no one was up there, but we were going to my grandparents for the night. There were a lot of glimpses of things in the doorways and things being moved, footsteps, etc. But eventually we moved when I was about eleven. The new house although old, was so much better. No bad atmosphere, nothing bad at all. Recently, I looked up that old house online, just curious, and was shocked to find a lot of news articles about it. In the early 2000s, there was a house fire there, and three young children died in my old bedroom. The photos in the news articles show my old bedroom, window blackened with smoke. I don't really want to link the article because it's relatively recent. So what are your thoughts? Can a haunting happen before the event? It feels kind of crazy asking this, but there was something wrong with that house. A lot of the issues seem to involve children finding these new stories that does have me thinking. 
So, I mean, I think, again, the original question was what kind of, like, captured my attention. And Mm -hmm. when I was going to read through it, I was expecting something differently. But, I mean, it doesn't matter that I feel like it doesn't matter that a house is a new build because it could just be connected to to the land, you know, Mm -hmm. or if they had demolished a house and just built a new house again, like it's still, I feel like it'd be the same I don't know. Post. I, I, I got confused because I, for whatever reason, when he was telling the story, so the experiences that he had happened before the house fire. Yeah. Like oh, they, okay. they were living in that house and they had the, you know, that experience of like hearing the feet running and, uh-huh. and all that stuff. Yeah. And then, but he always like from from the start of moving in, and it was only like a few months. Like the it was a brand new house basically, and and then mm-hmm. they moved in shortly after it was built. So no one had lived in it, um, but they were still having experiences. So yeah. I guess in his mind, he thinks that people have had would have to have lived there already in order for there to be a haunting. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I think. It's you know if it's connected to the land, it doesn't matter what you build on it; it's yeah. going to be haunted. It doesn't matter how old or new, I guess, is what I'm getting at. But mm-hmm. you know that after that, um, when they moved out, the people died. moved in, and then like yeah, there's house fires and I guess other things, but he didn't mention specifically. So, hmm. um, yeah, I don't think that was necessarily haunted by an event that hasn't happened yet. I think that was there. It's just a haunting, whether the house is old or new. Yeah. Is what he was dealing with. But yeah, it was a little. Well, it also reminded me of The Conjuring, too. Just because it was, it took place over there and the children and the running around and then, you know, how she had little brothers and stuff. Yeah. Um, But I mean, what if there, you know, there was, it was disguised as children, but it was something else. And then, you know, when those other kids came in. So was that trope? Yeah. But yeah, that's that's weird. But yeah, I mean, I agree that you know, for a house to be haunted, you definitely it does definitely doesn't have to be old. Yeah. Alrighty, so I realized that I actually got four stories, so I had to choose, and I'm choosing this one because it's kind of similar to one that will tie into something later. Maybe okay. cut that too if that gives stuff away. <laughs> anyway, so the this is from Reddit as well, same same uh, subreddit, and the user is twenty three rd homes. It's called Entity Calling My Name. Hmm. I just want to share this. It usually doesn't bother me, but the last name calling freaked me out. This happens. This this has been happening for the past years. At any random time, a voice mimicking my family member's voice could, would suddenly call my name. I had this tendency to not respond, but just go to the person who called my name so they would often repeat my name. I don't understand that sentence, but that's <laughs> how they wrote it. My mother and brother would just question me what I was doing when I would walk up to them and ask them what they wanted. One time, it even copied my friend's voice when I was alone at home. I was confused as to why she was here at night when we, were, when we had no plans on hanging out. I just peered out the window... <laughs> even though i do it all the time yeah seriously the shades open right now and i meant hypocrite. to close it yep apparently i'm a big hypocrite i just peered out of the window and no one was there however this time i was sleeping soundly with 
a weird dream when I was suddenly brought awake by a voice that sounded like my aunt. She tends to call my name in a, in a unique way that it was only her that calls me like this. I was startled awake and got up to open the doors to let her inside. I was still super sleepy that I just opened the door. And once again, no one was there. I double checked. Maybe she had just sat down in the corner while waiting for me. After that, I felt like I was successfully fooled by this entity. Um, and that's it. That's, that was the story. But then somebody said something which was interesting to me because I'd, I'd never heard of this. But I don't know. It, it So, okay. So, you're about to oh, – well, shut up, Eric. Just read it. Okay. <laughs> I believe what you may have heard is a mimic called the crawler. It is a creature from the forest and has the ability to mimic the voice of a friend or a loved one. If you ever heard them making sounds again, please ignore it. They want to be noticed and they use these tactics to try to lure you to where they want you to go just as a hunter lures its prey. They can also mimic a woman screaming, a baby crying, someone saying, help me, help me. Uh, Please try not to go outside at night as they are most active at this time. Here's a link to a post I wrote about these ghouls. I hope this will be helpful. I've never heard of it. Uh, crawler. Uh, yeah. The whole baby thing also kind of sounds like a lechusa. Yeah. And the whole luring people, its victims out to a spot where it can kill it also sounds like a lechusa. So, yeah. So it's a lechusa. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, <clears throat> it's kind of crazy. And and I don't know, man. If If I'm not expecting somebody and I hear them call my name. I'm not, I just, I feel like I'm not gonna, well, no, I'm being a hypocrite again, because I'm going to tell you something else that happened that, that is kind of contradicts what I'm just saying, but yeah, I don't know. You're like, as long as you're fully aware that you're a hypocrite, I think yeah. you know, that's a step in the right okay. direction. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> that makes me feel not better, but okay. <laughs> Somehow better, but not better at the same time. Yeah. Uh yeah, I've I've definitely never heard of 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 that before. But maybe a crawler, yeah. I mean, definitely I've heard mimic or mm-hmm. doppelganger. Doppelganger. And, yeah, but interesting. And yes, you guys will see how that ties back into Eric's next story. But I have a different one for you. Um, this one is by Why Am I Like This, which relatable. It is called My Ghost Roommate, and it says, Throughout my life, I've had many encounters with ghosts. This is a story of the first time that I can recall. I was 12, maybe 13, I'm currently 24, and I remember this like it was yesterday. Uh, it was a nice size, three-bedroom, perfect for us, and it had a big fenced-in yard so we could finally have a dog. Once we moved in, uh, things seemed great never noticed anything too weird i guess that's how these stories always start it is in fact how they start i don't remember exactly when this started but i remember how every morning i would wake up to find my closet door open didn't think much of it Uh, my sister was around six then and she was always getting into my stuff then i started having weird dreams of a shadow man and that stood in my closet and I knew he was watching me, but I was too scared to move or say anything. This kept happening every night 
and it was affecting my sleep so much that I was falling asleep in class. My mom, my mom asked what was going on, and I explained my dreams. At, and at first, she brushed it off as a reoccurring nightmare. But one day, I got this bright idea to bring all my heavy school books home and put it in front of my closet door, thinking that that would stop this creep from watching me. And I already hate where this is going. Hmm. The next morning, I woke up in horror to see my book bag with my history, biology, and English book in it pushed aside and the door open. And those fucking textbooks, I mean, obviously, I didn't go to this person's school, but just school textbooks are heavy as fuck. So that's awful. I would not want to wake up to that. Um, I So because of that, now I knew this was real. I told my mom everything, and she decided to do some digging online about the house. Like, why didn't she do this before we bought the, <laughs> the place? <laughs> Valid uh, question. Yeah, for real. So, but she couldn't find anything, so she went around the neighbors and asked if they knew any uh, knew anything about the house. They told her a drug dealer used to live in the house and that he was murdered, apparently stabbed multiple times. Honestly, I don't know how my mom felt, but she put on a tough front and figured out a way to cleanse the house. Well, the story doesn't end there. The last time he appeared to me was probably the most terrifying. One night, trying to fall asleep, I heard the door creak open and stupidly, stupidly, I looked. Very stupid. Hey. No. She admits it. Ugh. I seen the man again, but this time I could see his face. He was a heavier set guy with a bald head. He had dark colored eyes and a blank look on his face, kind of sad looking. He had tattoos on his neck and he was probably in his 40s. I can still picture him clear as day. That night I ran to my little sister's room and slept on her floor. The next day we were playing outside when a car I didn't recognize pulled into our driveway. My mom came out concerned about this stranger stealing our girls when a young girl hopped out and she had to be at least 17 or 18, not too sure. Her and my mom talked for a while and then my mom called me over. She explained that the girl that had pulled up, she Mm -hmm. explained that she used to live here and it was her dad who was killed in the house. In fact, uh, she was in the house when it happened along with both of her grandparents. She told us that her dad decided to quit drug dealing so he could do better for his daughter. Then one day, a guy who was looking for some drugs came by and didn't like that he couldn't get any there. They broke out into a fight and her dad tried to make him leave. And well, he died protecting his family. After I heard that, I became overwhelmed with emotion. This was a lot for a young teen to take in. My mom asked me if I could explain to her what I've seen. So I did, and as I described his face, the girl started to cry. She said, that's my dad. I was so confused and honestly kind of scared. She pulled out a picture and showed me, and sure enough, her dad was the ghost in my closet. My mom let her walk through the house one last time. After that day, I never saw him again. No dreams. My closet was never open on its own again. Honestly, I think he thought that I was his daughter, and when she came and walked through the house, he must have got some kind of closure and moved on. I hope he did at least. Or he attached to her. To the daughter? Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, it's better than being with... Being in the house, I guess, but... 
Yeah. Or maybe he did get to see her and he felt better and he just moved on. Yeah. But yeah, that's... I mean, at least it kind of had like a happy ending and like some closure because at least they figured out like who the person was and stuff. I'm surprised she didn't find any news articles. I feel like there'd be a news article about a stand, uh, stabbing, like murder. Yeah, no, definitely. Because they literally, like there was one here in Brownsville, like at the beginning of the month and that's in the papers. So yeah, I'm sure that something like that would have come out. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, I have those two other stories, but let's get into a listener story. Name is Dad. A.K.A. Pops, <laughs> A.K.A. Joe Connor, it's our father. Uh, yeah, he 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 called me the other day and and we were talking and then he told me about this uh this experience that he had had, and it was crazy because we had I like we were talking about Ruth's um Ruth's mom and and you know what what you had like that she, that she had heard like Dad's oh, voice dad's, yeah. in the room. And so then when dad told me the story, I was like, holy shit, maybe what Michelle said is true. So here's the story. Without further ado. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, I just put that connection together. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So my dream encounter is how he titled this. Okay. My dream encounter. So he said, I was asleep when I suddenly felt when suddenly I felt something pull on my legs just above my ankles and it startled me. I seemed to awaken from my sleep. Well, I thought I had, and I tried to call out to Ruth. Ruth is his wife who is next to me, but nothing would come. I was frozen. I couldn't move. So he had like sleep paralysis and he goes, he says, I could, I could feel and started to see something climbing up on my legs and onto my chest. Dude, when he told me that, I was like, I know. Oh, no, thank you. Fucking worse, dude. <laughs> yeah. And then he says, uh, it seemed to have a slight glow to it. And it, as it got closer to my chest area, it started to take shape. The image started shifting into a face with short silver like hair. And the image of my mother started to take shape. So my grandmother had short silver hair i remember being able to reach out at this point and placing my hands on the face and calling out saying mom is that you are you okay are you fine i didn't see if she was trying to reach out to me i just kept i just felt the feeling of concern i kept asking if she was okay so again at this point he's seeing my grandmother his mother's face on this entity or whatever it is that's that's, shadow thing shadow thing or light lit i don't know yeah um the image of the face was still shape-shifting and it seemed to be shifting into ruth's face now i knew it wasn't her because i could hear her next to me to me i woke up at this point flat on my back which is unusual for me because i tend to sleep on my side semi on my stomach or flat on my stomach when i woke up wondering what i had just encountered ruth was next to me sound asleep I had trouble going back to sleep after. It left me feeling uneasy. Thought I would share this with you both, seeing what you think. Love, Dad. So, yes. So, when he told me the the story, I immediately thought of what his mother-in-law had heard, which was his voice coming from that same room, I believe. Mm -hmm. 
And it got me to think of what Michelle had said about, you know, doppelganger, a mimic or something like that. So I was like, holy shit, maybe it is because, I mean, it was trying first to take the shape of my grandmother. And then once he like was trying to touch it or was touching its face, which is also fucking just crazy. No, stop. I don't want to see you do it. <laughs> but he's like, you know, touching her face and then it starts shape shifting into Ruth. And then, but then he realizes, oh no, it's not Ruth because Ruth is laying down next to me and she's sound asleep. And then he wakes up and realizes, yes, she is in fact sound asleep. So yeah, that was crazy. It's well, creepy. I, I was thinking, I was like, how did he not like fucking kick the thing? Because I would have like launched that thing yeah. back like into whatever evil hell dimension it came from. But I mean, he it was sleep paralysis, so you can't yeah. move fuck that just makes it so much worse mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah so the yeah. crazy thing is it's a crazy thing like i think it was that same night that he told me that but mind you i i think this might have just been i had the story in my head so i was thinking about it but you know i went to bed uh it, it i'm pretty sure it was thursday because i was fucking exhausted and could have also it might have been friday no it was friday but i was exhausted regardless i I, so i went i went to bed uh and i started snoring so (laughs) i had to i got sent to the other room um it was like 2 220 230 222 somewhere around there uh and i came to this other room and i started watching videos Cause like if I wake up and I start moving, then I, it takes me a little bit to go back to sleep. So I was laying down and I was watching movies and I started getting, or not movies, videos. So I started getting tired and I, um, closed TikTok. the door. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, and, and now I sleep with the door closed. I don't sleep with the door open anymore. And I put the phone down next to me and I kind of rolled over onto my, onto my left side facing the wall. Again, this bed is against two walls, so like the the only part that's open is the side, like one of the sides of the bed. So I was laying on my left side, which faces the wall. So I was facing the wall, and I, I don't know. I I guess I must have. I don't know what happened. I just remember, uh, hearing my wife's voice, and I turned around to the door, and the door was open, and I, and she was standing in the doorway, although I never actually saw her. It was kind of like dark and kind of shadowy because it was dark and but i remember her holding up her phone and the phone was like lit up but still like there was no like like light on her face or anything and she was like it's three in the morning i don't know what and i said yeah i'm I'm not watching videos anymore i'm going to sleep and then i remember and then so i just laid kind of laid back down and then i remember her walking over and then laying in the bed with me and then I kind of like went back to back with her because like sometimes when we're like or when we lay in the same bed, sometimes we'll, we'll like touch back or whatever. So I remember mm-hmm. doing that. And then I was like, but why would she lay with me here? Like if the whole reason why I'm over here is because I'm snoring. And then I kind and then I woke up and then I was like in the same position on my left. And then my phone was like on my left side. And I remember grabbing the phone and I looked at it and it was off already because like after a little bit like the, it shuts off on its own. Mm. So I was like, that was weird. But again, I don't th- want, like, I don't think it was anything because I, I think it might have just been from, you know, hearing dad's story. 
yeah. that I had like that happen to me. A but it was also yeah. experience. Yeah, but it was it was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It was funny so, when know. when when you mentioned the standing in the doorway uh, this weekend. You know, during the market, we stayed at Josh's house, and mm. basically, me, mom, and Theo Coco all shared uh, a bedroom, and we all stayed in the same bedroom. And I woke up in the middle of the night, and the bathroom light—I was like facing the bathroom—was on, and there was just like a silhouette of a person right in the doorway. Uh. I almost shit my pants. But it was Tia Coco going to the restroom. Uh, <laughs> but she woke me up. I said, and and I said something too. She's like, "It's just me, Mika." But I was like, "Oh my god, Tia! Like, I almost died." I had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, it was like the worst. And then like yeah. half asleep, and I just like knocked back out. And then the next morning, I was like, "You scared the shit out of me." But it was funny. Yeah. That was an actual. So yeah, I was. Though. Yeah, it it. it uh... Yeah, when he did he when he told me the story, it was definitely crazy. I was like, "Oh, yeah, the, that is fucking crazy." Yeah, I can't. I literally can't get over something crawling up you and like you can't kick it or move it yeah. or, or move. It period. Re- yeah, it kind of reminded me of what Victor like has talked about before. Yeah, for sure, definitely. But I mean, obviously, whatever the face was different because it was like shape shifting yeah. and stuff like that yeah but still like i still and then like for him to reach out but i guess like he was like seeing grandma so like that's why he reached out but mm-hmm. i don't know man that would have freaked me out to be like just i probably i brought probably would have needed to change the sheets because i would have pooped my pants i'm telling you i saw someone in the door for me almost pooped yeah, yeah i think i've said this before right like knock on wood i have yet to have like a, a true sleep paralysis uh experience experience because the one time that i did have paralysis i actually got up from it mm-hmm. so i don't know if that counts yeah does that count I like what know. is that when like when you're paralyzed and you can't move like it is a true like sleep paralysis moment but then you're able to break free of it and like move and run what is that what is that then anybody have the answer to that i'm curious cuz that's the no closest idea. yeah that's the closest i've ever gone to uh a sleep paralysis moment oh yeah and then i freaked out in the middle of that because when i was talking about the lint that's on my shoulder mm. um because when i had ta- told you about tamasopo something i had wanted to tell you that i completely forgot about until right now is uh when we were in the one of the rivers over there uh a dragonfly had landed on my shoulder here and mm-hmm. then uh like it went away and then like later on another like i don't know if it was the same one sorry i don't know if it was the same one or another one but it landed like on the exact same spot like but it was like a while later it yeah. wasn't like in that same like moment hmm. and then it made me think of the of um marnie oh yeah for the dragonflies yeah all right guys well if you if you want to contact us like our father did check out our website at webelievedyou.com although he has our personal number so he contacted t- contacted us through there but you can go to our website <laughs> at webelievedyou.com on the website there's a tab where you can find all our social media so make sure you go like follow and share on Facebook Instagram or Twitter there's also a listen tab where you can listen to the podcast directly on our website or click the link to your favorite site to listen to podcasts such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts If you want any of our merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of designs on t-shirts and hoodies designed by Michelle herself. 
There's also a donate button if you really want to help us out. And finally, if y'all want to reach us besides DMing us on social media, you can click on the contact us tab where you can write in telling us that you want to be interviewed. We can keep the interview anonymous and only share the information that you want to share. You can also send in your stories for our stories of high strangeness. And if you send them in in Spanish, we can translate the, we can translate those for you as well. So don't be shy, guys. Share your stories with us because we believe. See you.